Okay. You have the uh, Rambam in front of you. We're going to continue this week trying to get somewhat of a definition, at least the Machlekes of Tinek Nishba, which is unfortunately Nageya to many different halachas and to Lifneiver parameters and the like. So go back to page one for a moment. We saw the Rambam. The Rambam was talking about first generation Kaifer and Mumer. And the Rambam said that they had Bechira, and those that followed them had Bechira. It's referring to the Tzedukim and the Karayim. Rambam himself dealt with the Karayim in Mitzrayim. And he dealt also with cases where some of them were first generation, some of them knew better, some of them didn't. But he says the ones that don't, their children and the grandchildren descendants are a tinish nishba and they're an anus. And even though, now look at the middle of Halacha Gimel, go back to it uh, about eight lines in, last word in line, Alpha Bishashama. Alpha Bishashama, Achakach, Shehaya Yehudi, Vera Yehudim, Vidasam, he sees Yidden, he sees that they have Yiddishkeit, Harehu Ka'anush, Hare Gadlu Altusam. They were raised with this mistake, and it's hard for them to learn it and accept it. And then, according to the gifts we have in front of us, which tells us that the Ramam holds that you've got to give them a chance, there's a learning curve, and that's going to be Hard to figure out how long the learning curve is, but there is a time limit. Otherwise, Layamar Adamahargan is superfluous and redundant. Wouldn't make any sense. If they grew up as a Tinish Nishba and it's always a tour, then of course you shouldn't harm them. The Ramam says you should love them and be Makari of them. So obviously that's what Ram is referring to. Take a look at the Radvaz on the top right hand second uh, paragraph. Someone is Ravaz arguing the Rambam. It could be he's just dealing with a different era. He was also running the community in Mitzrayim at a later point, and he was also dealing with the Koraim. And the Gemara says that when he gets back to civilization, he brings one carbon for his mistake. That means he's a shaggy, not an anis. Fast forward to the time of the Radvaz, the Quran in our time, which we're prohibited by law, we don't do. That's why he says, they were usually pretty powerful. We try to be Makar of them, we try to teach them. And yet, it's not working. They're actively combative, verbally and otherwise, and they're not accepting our overtures and our ava and our trying to be makar of them. And therefore, the Ravaz says they lose their status of a tinik shnishba. Now, either there's a big machlekes here. So some say he's arguing in the Ramam, but the Ramam says the children and grandchildren is not their fault. According to the gifts you have in the Ramam, I don't believe that he's arguing. He lives in a different Kufa, same country. And he said, these 
heard what we had to say, and they're still rejecting it. Well, maybe they're rejecting it because the minds were poisoned, and it's hard for them to accept the truth, and most people can't change that much, and it's, all those arguments are good, and it's hard to understand. The bar apparently is very high, and the expectation is very high, and it remains there. It's not an excuse. Even though in Shamayim, there are going to be 101 gradations of what they really know and what they can really do to change and how fast it should be. And only Akash Baruch Hu can judge people. But the Ravad says they're actively fighting the Messiah. So then it goes back to the other din. The, the Ravad seem to have been dealing with the case that they're being a lot more aggressive with them. Uh, yeah. On the, on the other hand, that they're trying to teach them and they're trying to be Moshe at them. The historical fact is, is that they actually gave the Ramam a rough time. It's the same community, and he reached out to them, and it's, they both tried, and various levels of success, as successful as they could have been. But the difficult kuf is the Ramam could have been dealing with certain clans and certain families that were more assimilated and therefore knew less and would give them more time. But my point is, the Ramam going to Argeisa means it's not unlimited. Because otherwise that line doesn't make any sense. And the Radvaz says it's not unlimited. And you're pointing out that they're actively fighting the Macharfin and Magatvim. But besides that, he says, where we tried and they're not falling in line. The nafkamina you want to suggest is that if you have people just assimilated and they don't care either way and they're not fighting anything, they just have no sheikhs. As opposed to somebody who's actively a mesis or mediach. Mesis mediach has a special inish, that's correct. But the Rambam is not really talking about mesis mediach. Yes, it's the negative ashpa they're having in the atmosphere, and that's part of the reason of Marie de Malin, but it's not a din of mesis mediach. It's a shayla of what status they have even if they're not actively combating the system, he does mention Mechayfin and Magatfin, but as we move along in the Marmachemis, I will show you that even the Chaznish, who's quoted as the makel of the Sugya, gives a wider, um, I don't want to call it a wider tent, because we, we'd like to accept everybody, we want to be Mechayf everybody, but giving a wider application to a Tinish Nishba, but he also is going to say we have to try to be Mechayr, how long it should take them to do tshuva, and if they don't, then they're no longer teenage nishba. The Ram is going to say, we're not going to get to that Ram tonight, but the Ram will spell that out, the, the Chaznish will spell that out, and he's learning at the Rambam, and I think this last line would, would prove that. Let's continue. We'll see both Chaznishes, but before we do, go to page three in the Binyan Tzian. The Binyan Tzian, chronologically, came first. as uh, the Rebbe of the Elchaner. Uh, Rebbe of the Shan of Hirsch, the Baal Orochlaner, and the Chuvas, the Chuvas being in Sion. And this is, again, widely quoted. We'll read it carefully as we always try to do because I think it's uh, often misquoted. The Binyan Sion is quoted as Pashut, every Byzantine Nishba. He introduces his Chuva by saying, I don't really know what to do with them and their status. That's how he introduces the concept. And then he talks about their mailas, that many of them still go to shuls, an orthodox shul, and then they go to work, and they think that Shabbos is hefker, because everybody's being mechal Shabbos, and they don't know any better, but they're still basic maminim. That was over a century ago. That means you've got to look at it 
to quote this Binyatsi and just cut and paste and say that applies. You've got to look at the circumstance he's describing and then see if it, it applies. So let's take a look. The bracket is uh, about a quarter of the way down the first column on page three. He starts off, it's a little truva, but I wanted to show you what he's talking about. He's talking about whether a Michal Shas Vahesir or a Mumer trapes up your wine. We paskin, he does. And if it's Yayim Mavushal, then he doesn't. It's a big deal about Yayim Mavushal. Is pasteurization Mavushal? Is that enough? Is that hot enough? It doesn't really change the time. It's done in a closed system, by the way, pasteurization. So it doesn't really evaporate anything. And the Lushan Shachrach, the Shach, is it, it's the amount of boiling that it starts evaporating. So that's one child. We don't rely on just pasteurization. Some pests can suggest it. We try to cook it more. Problem is, that doesn't change too much either. You really can't tell the difference unless you're a real connoisseur. And the Shalom Azamah says, we write on the bottle Bishri Yisrael or Yayim Mavushul, and Vush is the more common one, and the Akum doesn't read Lashon HaKadosh. So why wouldn't it be us? The whole reason is because he's not going to be Manasseh Yayim Mavushul because it's inferior but if he doesn't know it's Mavushal, you can hardly taste it. He only says in Hebrew. It, it's still, well, yeah, like we're, we're Mekel. What? It's still, yeah, he's, oh, yeah, it still, it still works. It still doesn't work. Yeah, he's not going to know the difference, yes. The other will not answer him properly, and it's still the same thing. Yes, that's correct. And he'll never know the difference. So despite all these kashas, we're Mekel. And if it's Yayim Mavushal, we're Mekel, but it's never meant Gzeira and Yayim Mavushal. And the Gzeira is L'Chatchila, it's Asar Bahana even, but the Eves Mutter Bahana. But the reason it's Asar Bahana L'Chatchila is because it's coming off of the possible Yayim Nesach. The Gzeira Dabana of Stam Yenim is because of like Bishalakom and Pasakom against the simulation, a hedge against mingling with them. So why should Yayim Mavushal make a difference if we're drinking wine together? So it happens to be if it's Roy Gaim sitting around drinking wine, it's not a good idea. Anyway, for this type of halacha, but it's not the gzeira of Yayim Avushal, wouldn't apply in Yayim Avushal because there's no, they only patented after Yayim Nesach, and Yayim Nesach wouldn't go when it's Mavushal. That's the lumdas behind it. But the Pesach is that a Machal Shas and a Mumer does make an Isser, does create an Isser with the Yayin, and that is because it's Dinokakam. So he starts off with that, in the bracket there, Kakas of Rashba, Beshut, Hevi Beisese, Demutl Chal Shas Fehesia. The uh, Mumma, rather. So now, after some of the lengthy tshuva, his maskana is, we hold like this Rashba, and a Mumma Shabbos creates Yayanesach. And now he wants to know what the definition of a Mumma is in his time. And that's why this is so widely quoted. So nowadays, the Peshi Yisrael, we're talking about Machal Shas Vehesi, people keep their stores open. I don't know what to do with them. I don't know what their status is, like I've been touching the wine and all the other Navkaminas. Nowadays, there are so many people who are, unfortunately, working on Shabbos. And maybe there's, they feel they're looking around, there can't be anything that wrong with it because they're otherwise from people or maminim are doing it. This is terrible, this is the Chiyaskila, but this, he's trying to explain what they're thinking. Maybe you can call them an Amar Mutter, which is. Rock carvel it's still very bad. 
some of them even go to the Ashkama Minyan and make Kiddush at home. And then they go to work, which in America was rampant in the early years, a carryover from Europe. Some of them started doing it new in America because they were looking at the land of opportunity and there was a seven-day work week or a six-day work week, but Sunday was off. So he says, why is it that a person who wears shotness all the time is not considered a guy? Why is a mumel chal Shabbos a special category? So he says, the reason is because chal Shabbos shows that he's not a basic maimon and my sabratius, no matter how Baruch created the world. So he says, no. So if that's the reason then he's making Kiddush, he's going to shul, and he has yet to hire to work. So he's showing, he's professing belief in my sabratius. That's going to be his argument. The whole reason it's also, and then the children, the grandchildren, mamash are lost, and they... Never heard these concepts in the first place. They didn't hear about Hilcha Shabbos and their parents and grandparents are working on Shabbos. Lashama Dina Shabbos, Shadim and Mamish, the Tzadukim, the Neshek and Mamarim, Alpish Machal Shabbos, and they, Shamaisa, Vasem Biadeim, Vahem, Kitinik, Shanishba. The Ben of which is borrowing from the Gemara's expression. And therefore, maybe they shouldn't trafe up your wine. So, Avi mentions that far again. So they have their total Amaratsan. They don't know any better. And they're not Chutzpadik. So it sounds like that would be a problem even if they didn't know anything, if they were actively fighting. So that's a right to what you were bringing up. Therefore, Lo Chashiv Mezidim, and the Mabit has such a svar. The ones that weren't tinged. wasn't just a problem. They became a Chal Shabbos. They were so crazy in the Shittas. They actually kept Shabbos. They held they were being more Machmer than the Chachamim. They sat in a room, in a dark room, without any heat, without any chalt. It says, and they don't want to stop. That's not a frumkite. That's ridiculous. But it wasn't that they were machal The main problem was they rejected Teresh Peh. So without Teresh Peh, you can't do any mitzvahs right. They, they mauled, they didn't do priya. Priya is a falchamash tisinai. On Mila, they said, they we're doing the Mila just a pashab shot. Veinlem did a git in Kedushim. So they're totally out of it. It wasn't just the Chil Shabbos, the Chil Shabbos, if anything, they did profess belief in Shesimei Bereshis and the Berielam, and they kept it in their mind even, they were more machmer. They just kept, that wasn't the problem with them. So you have to basically, you have to examine the people, the time, the backdrop. And his time yet, only a couple of generations into Ascola, he says the people were generally with the program that they respected the general Messiah, they got married and they still got gitten in Europe today. Even most people are not aligned, assimilated, but there's only an Orthodox Gehillah. There is no, no, there's no apparatus. And like in Israel until two weeks ago. <laughs> so we hope... Uh, 
they don't uh, completely dismantle everything. But uh, your average, unless they, they, the real left-wingers who were militant were flying to Cyprus to get married, but everybody else had Chippah Kedushin. So in his time, they, they didn't reject everything. That is why they worked on Shabbos. Chayinil is daiti. Hamachmir, that's a shayla. If you have a shayla by wine that they touched, you have per arsugi over here <laughs> last year. You have baltashkas on one side, which is in his dereza. And you have an isadrabana possibly of wine that's no longer kosher. So, interestingly enough, he suggests, look, if he touched it already, I'm not sure about this far, and I'm not sure if they're a tinish nishba, and I'm not sure how to label a tinish nishba, and it's very unclear, you've got to go person by person, but if you want to be machmer and throw out the wine, you can, which is a kula, because you're allowing baltashris. So if you want to waste it and throw it out, you have a right to. He needs to say that, otherwise... If he has a possible kula in the sugya. If you know that he knows, and he's not a Tishnish, but he knows better than he grew up from, and now he's decided to open his store, then and he does it then it's a problem. That's an important closing line because there are those who want to be more medical and say if there's so many Michal Shabbos out there, maybe it's only if you're breaking the discipline that Kleisol is basically Shabbos Shabbos and you're not, then you're Michal Shabbos for Hesia. But if so many people are doing it, they misquote the Binyan C in saying that. The Binyan C is not saying that. His last line is, if he is a complete Michal Shabbos, doesn't make Kirsten, doesn't, doesn't show any belief in the Bariyelim and Sheshim Ebereshis and does in front of 10 and he knows the dim and he knows better even if right people are doing this then he's not a Tanishan Ish but he's Machal Shatz for Hesia Shedeh Dina Shabbos Amei is Panav L'chal L'abnei Asar Miyasar Yachad Shezevadai Shemumer Gomer Nagiyaz Yeno Asar Kainlin is Daiti Hakat and Yaakov who's our Yaakov Etlinger Yerachaner so again this is one of the main sources in Achreinim for introducing the concept of Tanishan Ish besides the Rambam was Amishavishan, was the Rambam, but he's applying it to people who were in Sadukim, were in Karaim, and their grandparents are probably from. But they're second generation, or maybe even first generation, but they're still keeping a lot, and they belong to the community, they have Gittin Gedushin, and they believe in Torah, and they just have Yetzahar for Chil Shabbos, and there's so many people doing it, there we use the Svara, maybe that's just Amaratz, they're not breaking the discipline, but they still are Maminim. But if you have somebody who doesn't keep anything, and he knows better, he ends up saying that that Apidin, you have to throw out the wine, and there's nothing to discuss. And even if you're a Mesopic, you have a right to throw out the wine, even though there's a possible Baltashchis, but there's room to make up. That is the Binyansiyim. Take a look at the next, uh, try to go a little further since we started late. We will make Meir, don't worry. Take a look at the Achiezer. I'll show you how many times this comes up. This is a pretty uh, unusual. Uh, with the advent of so many uh, fried people, Machal Shabbos, when you weren't in town, these Shailas came up, and all these Shailas landed on Chaimaz's desk. So I'm so going to show you briefly, in the middle of a long tshuva, just a few points of how he brings up a similar notion. Al-Dvar Shailas, Yididigisi, Rumaz, Kvetarasa, Yechiel, Aget, Shchimera, Shasider Rav Echad Africa. That's pretty out of town. Uh, <laughs> a lot of Jews, a lot of Litvish Yidin went to Africa. South Africa, Adi Yemazah is a very Litvish community. Very traditional. 
because of that. And they had a lot. They they came. What in the world were they doing in Africa? Africa, when it opened up, was a British colony, various parts. I don't know what was British, but they were colonies. And there was a lot of money to be made in the continent, natural resources. So the Eden primarily were businessmen and explorers and forced adventurers because they needed to make up on us. Uh, yeah, he came about 100 years later, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's not. South African community ended up, but they were all over. They weren't just in South Africa. They were all over the place. You're just wondering, the backdrop over here, he's getting a shaila. They were Masada Raget in Africa. And it was Lav Africa, South Africa. It might have been South Africa, but could have been in the middle of, what? Could have been in Kenya. What? Yeah, they were all over the place. They, they were all over the place, and it was a big continent, very spread out. Yeah, and they, didn't have, they weren't drinking Coke either, by the way. They were, this is really the wilderness. They were, they're all sorts of... Well, Egypt is North Africa also, if you want to really get technical. But uh, yeah, no, this is not the Sephardim. No, this is deep. This is really out of town. You'll, you'll see by the setup of the story. And there are a lot of truths written in this backdrop. So if you don't know, Tom's sharing the history. is like, what in the world were they doing in the middle of Africa? They were trying to make money, which for most of them was not very good for the Ruchnias to be in a wild western area of a mining town. It's like going to California during the gold rush without shawls and yeshivas. It's a pretty dangerous uh, situation uh, for Yeruchnius. So this fellow uh, was a Shemirai. Unfortunately, he was dying. And um, they wanted to write a get because there was going to be um, an Igun issue and a Chalitz issue, a Yibum issue. And they wanted a, you can bypass the Chalitz and Yibum. That's not considered cheating on a mitzvah by writing a get if he's still alive. So they were Masader a get, and they had in that community, wasn't in the mobile forest, they had a cipher who was kosher, so the get was written correctly, that wasn't the problem. Couldn't find any edim kosherim, not one. So they, uh, you got to sign a get. They see her also. And it sounds like it was the cipher and the cipher. Yeah which often out in the middle of nowhere is the case. He had a different hat for, uh, for he was a male also. Yeah, yeah, he was probably a male also. Um, and the fire chief. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you had to really be uh, doing a lot out there because they had talented people. So, uh, Baruch Hashem, it's true, the question is not the get. But the problem is, part and parcel of the get, you need kosher edem and a get. get and because of the work environment, uh, there's a lot of money to be made, and a lot of people dropped their tefillin. There was no harbor, but I guess whatever ocean is next to Africa. And there were a lot of Mahali Shabbos there, and they were Jews. And they pulled over two people because the guy was dying, and they had to do it quickly. And the Mahali Shabbos Vahesia. Hainu, he's describing, how do we know the Mahali Shabbos Vahesia? Hainu, Echa Shehichsik Mikvar Chanus Pesuch Guy was known to have a well known makolot that was open on Shabbos. The Shadvam is not Yisrael Kasher, but that was the only thing it did wrong. Mamas like the Binyan Sin was described, but later than Binyan Sin, obviously. The guy basically kept, he went to Shul when he could go to Shul, and he didn't, he ate Kasher when he could. He was basically more or less with the program, if you can call that with the program, but he had a store open on Shabbos. What? 
No, he probably was not even the racist also, but he wasn't trying to be not from. That's the point. It's a hard concept for us to understand. But in America in the early days, there were people who jumped on the trolley and didn't carry money, only carried exact change, and went and tried to do the bonus. It was a very difficult matter when you had to look for a job every, um, every uh, Monday, I guess, Sunday they had off. So it was, uh, we have no idea. They changed the laws and they made Saturday a day off. That was uh, God sent literally, figuratively, and everything in between. It was a nice. So, but he was, um, he describes, he was a Jew in every other sense. Misnaig, Kiesol, Kasher. Vashaini, Masik Beshutvis, Beis Mrazeach. This is classic. The other guy had Beshutvis, a tavern. Jews, Jews always had the liquor license because the guy in church didn't want the guy to have it, and this is like a carryover. And the second guy had a shutif. It sounds like the shutif was a guy, but his store was open on Shabbos, which is us, sir. But he didn't do malachas per se, necessarily, but we'd still call that a machal Shabbos. His store was open on Shabbos. And these two guys were the Edom. Now, it doesn't even help if you have Malamid's chus and the second guy, who sounds like less of a machal Shabbos than the first guy. So you need two Edom. And you have one cat with two Edom, you have no Edom, not one. And they were the Edom Chasimi and Edom Asirim. You know, Chasimim, we break up Kibudim. We have Edom for the Ksuba, and then for the Chuppah, and then for the Yichavum, and for this. And that. That's all because we, in the tri-state area, everybody drives to Chasimim. I even know people who drive to Chasimim and drive quickly back to run to Ashir. And almost started on time due to uh, Rebbe Yamin's wonderful driving. Uh, so... Uh, you notice over there, they give out... Uh, I told you the Satmarov made a joke. He came to America, couldn't believe it. He says, gonna, time in America is going to come a time, and they're going to split it up. Bu-rich. They're going to split up the words. <laughs> so that hasn't happened yet, although it's quite common. They split up Rebbe with the second bracha, which is uh, cutting edge already. Mutter, but cutting edge. So, Zemashesh, they had these two of them. And they were trying to get this get done because they didn't have children and there was going to be a yibum and probably the, brush, the, the brother was stuck in Russia and Madagascar somewhere or whatever. And, and what? America. Yeah, America. <laughs> and she's going to be stuck. He says here, America. Okay. America was as bad as, you know, Africa's probably closer to Russia. Can you imagine they're speaking about America? Yeah, he's stuck in America. That's not happening. So... Okay, the good news is they got a get, and then he died. And the other news is the get has one aid that's certainly puzzled Pashas, and the other aid is not that far. What do you do with them? So, we'll read one more paragraph, because we are going to get to Meir Vermitz Hashem. Take a look at page five, <coughs> the bottom of the first column. So, he discusses a lot of very complex stories throughout the Chuva, which we don't have time for, we're not going to focus on now, but Ulam, the bottom. He's unfortunately, like the Binyatian said, Shabbos was so forgotten and Chil Shabbos, so rampant that you can have a, a guy you could describe as Naik, he's all kosher in other areas, and he's doing Malachad, Daraises, and Durapanans, and he's working on Shabbos. And that's how bad it was, but. He's discussing, and he's going to quote first, of course, the Binyan Zim. Everybody quotes the Binyan Zim first, because he's the first, well, the Achor on this Kufa Vaskala to say it. 
so that's what we just saw in the Binyatsi, and he brings the brackets, he quoted the Mabit with the same notion, and therefore maybe they have a din of a Tinnik Shanishba. Now, what is Abchaim Eze going to do with this Binyatsi in here? Think for a minute. The last shuva was about to trave up your wine, is a Dino Ka'akum. Here we're talking about a get with two people signed. Even on Niach, we figure out that these two guys don't know better and they're a Tinshanishba. But keep in mind, the end of the Binyan Tzian, he says, but if they know better, all bets are off. And he's not even sure about the first Svar. But okay, see, so quotes the Binyan Tzian, you want to say this Svar. The problem is, is that going to help to make a kosher aid? It might not be a Dinokakam, but it doesn't mean it's a kosher aid, which Rabbi is going to go on to discuss. <coughs> So, you've got to be careful, and this has many nafkaminas in Hilchas Lashon Hara. When somebody's not Bechal Misecha, you say, well, it's a Tinsh Nishba, so he's not a Russia, so he's not Bechal Misecha. Well, he's not not Bechal Misecha because only a Tinsh Nishba, but that means he is Bechal Misecha. He's not a Tzaddik, he's not from. So, does that mean it's Mutzal Tok Lashon Hara? It's not good at Tok Lashon Hara anyway, but not good practice. But is it technically, do you have to be Bechal Misecha? You just have to not be out of Misecha. So over here, and whatever it is over there, might not help. Maybe for an aid, you need a kosher aid who's from. And not being a, a mummer, not being an apikaris with the full sense of the word, not being dinaka akum, doesn't mean that you're a kosher aid. And it doesn't mean you're a tzaddik either. So there are many ins and outs of the sugya, and I'm trying to show you some of the marmakamas so far where people overquoted and misquoted because it's a complex sugya, and this is one thing you can't overapply to assume, therefore, there's something they're not, and to assume they have the status in the first place, which, when we get to the Chaznishan side, you will see that he's not uh, convinced it applies in every situation. Mitzvah Shem will continue on time tomorrow. I have no Chasana. And on Wednesday, there is a Chasana, but it's a Muncie, so assuming the Chuppah is not really late, we hope to have the Chasana between the Chuppah and the first dance. So all of you at the atrium, you're invited back. And uh, if enough of you are coming, we'll try to get it right. Why? Yeah, the problem is for something to set up. is complicated. <laughs>